Hello and welcome to episode number one of Fabulous and Female. I'm Helen Corsi-Cadmore, an award-winning business mindset and fertility coach and mum to twin girls. And I'm Jane Mack, a visibility coach, best-selling author and mum of two boys. And our podcast is about having honest conversations with busy, ambitious females about growing your business to create financial freedom, having a better balanced life and avoiding burnout. If you enjoy this episode, please hit the subscribe button and leave us a review. Hello and welcome to this episode of Fabulous and Female. Today, Helen and I are going to be talking about how a Welsh leek and an Irish potato have come together to do a podcast. So listen in as you hear about how our amazing journeys um, from two ends of the country have come together to produce this amazing podcast for you. So Helen, let's start with you. Where did you begin? How did you get to where you are now? Jane, I've got to say, the whole intro there was just fantastic. And the Welsh leak in me, um, I don't know if you can tell by my accent, that I'm I'm a very proud Cardiff born and bred girl. Um, and yeah, so for me, my journey is interesting because my parents were greengrocers. I was brought up on a market stall in Cardiff Central Market and... One question I ask people is, do you like getting up at five o'clock in the morning? And most people who are young will go, no. I remember my dad waking me up one morning um, at five o'clock to go down the wholesale market with him. And um, I remember being there and thinking, wow, all these people are just kind of hustling and and talking and, and drinking cups of tea as they did back then and, and smoking as well, you know, and smoking was yeah. pretty cool back then, you know. Um, definitely not now. Never has been cool either, smoking. Um, but, yeah, so to cut a, a long story short, the greengrocers, we had that in our family business for, oh, goodness, over 30 years, probably more than that. My, my mum will know exactly. Um, and I worked on that store from the age of about 11 up until I was about 18. I chose to skive off college and go and work for them because I preferred getting <laughs> some cash rather than listening to people tell me what to do. Um, Obviously, that's entrepreneurship. On it is. Going for the cash. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and then talking, you know, it was like a tenner. It wasn't, but back then, you know, it was loads of money. That was a lot. It yeah. was, yeah. Um, but for, don't get me wrong. For the first few years working with my parents, I didn't get paid anything. You know, it was just mm. this is what we're doing. You can sort out all the bananas, and you can, you know, clean out all the potatoes, and that's just my life. <laughs> and I, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. And it really started my my journey into understanding what customer service meant um, and how you would build relationships by just being yourself and just being natural and just talking to people. Um, you know, we used to get regular customers used to come back and, you know, you see the same the same people and, you'd, and they'd ask you how your week had been or your, how your day is. And it was just brilliant building that relationships. And I say now about customer service and how important it is um yeah just seeing those regulars really really was um, fantastic and then I went to university and in all honesty I never wanted to go to university I went to stay with my sister who was studying down south and I just saw that she was just partying all the time I thought you know what I'm gonna have a piece of this 
So I went to university, um, did get a degree. I've got a drinker's degree. I got Desmond Tutu, which was great. Um, and then I went traveling for a bit and just thought, you know what? I have no idea what I'm doing in my life. No idea. Lived in Australia for a bit um, and then came home and thought, hmm, right, I kind of need to sort myself out now. What am I going to do with my life? And I ended up working in property for nine years. So in that time, I opened up um, a couple of new offices, new branches, as we called them then, um, had a small team, had over about two, three hundred landlords that I dealt with on a daily, which felt like on a daily basis, um, and really built that brand across South Wales. But actually, I was like, after a few, after, I know, honestly, after about five years, I was like, right, I've been here too long. What else am I going to do? Um, and I really suffered with being confident enough to go out and find something else. When you, especially when you, when you're in an industry that you know like the back of your hand it's easy but that's all you've known and then to go out and try and find another job was really bloody hard um and I always always wanted to open a coffee shop um and I still do now and I'll, I'm sure on one of these podcasts we'll talk about my my um desire to open a coffee shop and I nearly did when I had the twins nearly nearly did um but we got gazumped on a on three units I just thought right coffee Rubbish. isn't right for me at this moment so <laughs> what else right can time. I do it's not no. the right time hmm. um and my then boyfriend my now husband James his best friend um whose <laughs> then girlfriend now wife um was also looking to do something new she'd been made redundant and she was like I've seen this this business opportunity are you interested and I was like what is it so we drove up to London um and we saw this this company called Tiger and I was like Kate's name was I was like Kate what the hell is this place like seriously what is it they're selling sock monkeys like what even is this and I just remember the first store we went to was absolutely dire. It was just horrendous. I won't name the store, um, but it was horrendous. Like just shit everywhere. The service was horrendous, which for me, customer service was really strong. Um, and I said, no, this isn't for me. <laughs> I'm not doing this. And it went to another store in London and completely changed my mind. To cut a very long story short there as well. And um, we were eventually offered the joint ventureship partner for... Wales and Bristol and that was in the when was that in the May I think it was April or May and then we opened our first store we signed all the contracts in August and we opened our first store in the December um so yeah we over the five-year plan that we had we opened nine stores across Wales and Bristol had over like in the time over 250 employees I think we ended on turnover about 6.4 mil um and then I exited that business in 2018 2018 um and at that time um I was going through a fertility uh challenges and um I don't know where I'm going with this now let me just get my thoughts back right um and so we sold that business at the end of 2018 and 
I then had twins, um, which we'll definitely come back to about my journey to get those twins. But I had twins in the beginning of the pandemic, the week before the pandemic, the girls were born. And as you can imagine, I was like first time (laughs) mum to twins in a pandemic. What the hell is going on? And you can't Um, get out the house and go anywhere. Can't leave the house, no support, (laughs) nothing, Mm. literally nothing. It was, in all honesty, it was hell on earth. I'm not going to lie. But as the girls were getting a bit older, you know, six months, I think it was about six, six months, something like that, um, we were able to have a little bit of support. So things got a little bit easier. And then I thought, right, what the hell am I going to do in my life now? Uh And I got into coaching. I got into coaching, which I hadn't realised that I'd been a coach really throughout my whole career, but not done it sort of formally. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, so I started my, my coaching. I originally started doing fertility coaching. Um, which I still do a little bit of now, but I mainly focus now on my business coaching and a little bit of mindset as well. Um, Mm. But the difference is from going from a greengrocer's to property (laughs) to a huge retail business to now just me in my garden office coaching people. Well, yeah, (laughs) there's so many, so many challenges faced in all of that. But I love it. Absolutely love it. Absolutely. And it's one of those things. It's actually, you've said a few things in there that I actually didn't know about you. Oh, really? And, and actually, when I think of what you're saying, there's so many similarities to mine. Really? I'm thinking, oh, oh that's really bizarre. Yeah. Even very strange. <laughs> My God, I know. Um, so what, what's yeah. your biggest challenge? What's happened? What's the biggest sort of challenge have you faced? Ooh, do you know what? There's, there's actually a lot, but I would say... Two biggest challenges that stick out for me. One, when I owned Tiger, was when we were starting that business, getting funding. Absolute, absolute nightmare getting funding for that business. You know, it wasn't just um, just starting a business. We It was a bricks and mortar business, so we needed funding to get fit out, to fit out the store. We needed to have stock, so we needed to have a big inventory. So we had to come up with, um, I think in total, it was about nearly 170K between us we didn't have any money you know I think we put in I, think, I can't even remember how much we put in say we put in like seven grand something like that all our all our savings in the world um so we yeah we really had a challenge with getting some funding high street banks were interested local government um some were worse than others um mm. and there's an interesting story which I've told a few times about the last person that we spoke to it was basically our last chance um of getting some funding was with the last high street bank and that was i'm going to say it was hsbc um and the gentleman that turned up to have our last chance saloon i'd actually let him a property back in my property days about seven years before and we got on brilliantly and and he was an advocate of of me and my service and Mm. then also the brands and he became my bank manager um so it just goes to show that even though I didn't need him back then he needed me Mm. I really needed him like seven years later so that was that was the biggest challenge yeah 
you know, that really ha- that's happened with me as well. Having worked in property, there's yeah. like a comeback ride, and you realise. And I think because the service you've given them in the past, yeah. they appreciate yeah. so much, and it's amazing how it's just worth knowing you, you can keep that service, have that reputation, because you never oh, know when you're going to need it down the line, know. do you? Never know. <laughs> And it's so true. Like I always say now, like your network is your net worth. And mm-hmm. you, like you do not know when you're going to need somebody. So just be nice to everyone you meet along the yes. way because you Absolutely. may not need them then, but you may need them um, in the future. So, yeah, funding was a nightmare. Um, mm-hmm. And that is a whole <laughs> a whole podcast yeah. in itself, which we won't go into. Oh, absolutely. But I would say sort of now the challenge I've gone from being – I also had a business partner then. So I had a business mm-hmm. partner that we could, we worked very, very differently. We were very different people, but we ultimately had the same goals. So that that worked in, in a sense. Um, so that was the challenge from that point of view. But from now, sorry, so going from a big, really big retail business, you know, big turnover, loads of staff to having somebody to talk to, to now just being myself, uh-huh. like the biggest challenge was learning how, to start everything from scratch again in a totally different mm-hmm. space because now yeah, what I totally. do is it's all online <clears throat> it's it's you yeah. know I say all I'd say 80% of what I do now is all online and I didn't know anything yeah. about the online space did not have a scooby-doo no idea yeah. like I used to go on Instagram and post pictures of things that I loved like I love taking pictures of flowers and my dog <laughs> Now I've got to go and take pictures of my face and put them on Instagram. What? Yeah. So that was the biggest challenge going from, yeah, one extreme to the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 What about you, though, Jane? Tell us about your journey. My journey. Well, I tell you, any listener out there, you can... Um, Take, if you're having a drink, take a drink every time you see find a similarity between Helen and I's story here. <laughs> so it's like a shot. I, have a shot. <laughs> have a shot every time there's a similarity. Go, oh, yep, same thing. Yep. So basically, I I didn't start in a green grocers, but um, I'm for anyone who can't work out, but I am actually originally from Northern Ireland. But I moved to Glasgow when I was 19, and because I went to uni there, so and I never actually went back. So I've actually now been. Oh, I don't know Northern Ireland longer than I have okay, originally yeah. lived there and I'm from there so yeah. anyway um yeah so I went to uni and I did hospitality management because I was going to run massive big hotels I was going to manage them oh, that's what I was going to do I love and then I worked in hotels and realized there's absolutely no hell on earth way that I am now <laughs> going to manage big hotels no way on earth so um oh, you've got to try these the, things though haven't you've you? got to try you've got to you've try so anyway, um, don't get me wrong, um, all great experiences. I went to America for six months to work and I met famous mm. people and all the rest of it. So it was, it was really, really, really good from that point of view. Ooh, anyway, let me, let me just ask, what famous people anyone we'd be excited ooh, by? Right, so um, Christopher Reeve, the original oh, Superman. Yeah, oh, bless him. Oh, I know, bless him. Do you know, he looks so like himself. Of course he looked like himself. But <laughs> you just expect after his accident that yeah. he would look at, but he didn't. Superman sitting same, in his chair. Mm. He still had muscles in his arms. Wow. I was like, oh my God. And he was in he was actually in the same restaurant with his family having dinner at the same time I was having my dinner for my twenty first birthday. So as well. And he'd been at our hotel as well. Um I also met Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, I took I her some room Gwyneth service. Um, yes, I took oh, her room service have? for breakfast. I can't remember. I don't think it was oh, very much. It was like coffee no, it'd be or something. Like air or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And her room was an awful mess. I shouldn't tell tales, but it was an awful mess. Oh. So I was scanning around to be nosy. Anyway, she was very nice. She was very lovely. Um, and my, oh, my biggest one was, um, 
Uh, oh my god, how can I just forget I the biggest one's name? Well, I oh thought Gwyneth Paltrow was pretty cool. Well, so did I. But Well, yeah, it was quite good. I only met her once. But um, yeah, Paul Newman, the actor Paul oh, Newman. Oh, wow, handsome. Yes. So obviously when I met him, he was um, a lot in his older age than he'd been yes, known for his films. Yes. But he was absolutely adorable, loveliest man ever. And his oh. wife, Joanna Woodward, she stayed at a hotel for about four weeks. I used to take her her morning coffee and cranberry just every morning. Um, and yeah, and I helped um, serve Paul Newman a few times, but I helped him with his coffee one morning down the corridor. He was just wearing his boxer shorts and a t-shirt. <laughs> there he was. He was a lovely man. So nice, Paul Newman. So oh, nice. I so those are my, yeah, so those are my, my lovely famous people I met um, when I was mm. working in America. So, um, and then, yeah, so did all that, did my my degree, and my friend and I, they went off to Australia. Oh. So for anyone who needs a shot, take a shot now. Take a shot, Hill's yeah. Just, yeah, Hill's been to Australia, so have I. Yeah. So we did the whole backpacking year in Australia and Southeast Asia and all the rest of it and spent the millennium under the Harbour Bridge and oh. saw the Olympics in Sydney in 2000, wow. did all that. Um, and did the same thing. Ooh, what am I going to do now? What am I going to do yeah. Ooh, I'm going to think about life um, now. Well, I do now. So I went and worked for a wine company, worked for the lovely Majestic Wine, um, worked yeah. for a wine company for a while, but I was desperate again to get into HR because that's what I was going to do. And between temping and doing all sorts I got into HR for seven years and I thought that's me because I'm going to like HR manage I'm doing all this stuff yeah. and then again that changed didn't it <laughs> and then you're like no seven year age okay. that's enough uh, well, to be honest, it was yeah. There was lots of changes going on in the business, but the redundancies were coming. I just had my our first baby, mm. and I was like, oh yeah, I don't know if I want to go back to all of that. Mm. And meanwhile, my husband says, oh, but look at this business for sale over on the Isle of Ireland. <laughs> this looks good, and I'm like, oh, oh okay. I live in an island, me, but I'm a city girl. I don't live in yeah. an island. What 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 on earth would I do? My goodness, we so silly. Anyway, um. To cut a very long story short of many months of talks and whatnot, we bought the business. So all of a sudden, um, I was, uh, yeah, we were business owners. So we bought a business. We moved house in the same week and across to an island and and had to put my child into childcare for the first time, mm. um, all within a matter of days. So, yeah, not, not the easiest of times. And how old was your little but one then? He was 18 months. Yeah. So I was very lucky because I took the redundancy. I got extra time. I got to have time off for him, which was yeah. which was fantastic, which was just great. Mm. So we moved over to the lovely, beautiful Isle of Arran and um, took on a property management business. So it was full for holiday homes. We looked after all the holiday homes because the owners couldn't be there. Cue for take a shot because there was property, same as Helen. <laughs> <laughs> and if anyone has never worked in property management in in any any sense, holiday or residential. It's bloody hard. So it take bloody a shot just hard. for that for us as just well. Just take your three oh, shots, yes. God. Um so oh. yeah, into property management of holiday let knew nothing about it whatsoever. So I was in the office doing the management. My husband, David, he was out doing all the DIY, the looking after the houses, the fixing, the repairing, all mm. that stuff. Is he and good at we, all of that? Oh god, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. He's in his yeah. element out doing all these things and houses and stuff. So there we were doing all this stuff and um somebody once said to me, I've got a got a business mentor through the Ayrshire Chamber of Commerce through their scheme and this guy said what you want to do is you want to expand and do all the actual letting do the advertising the letting and I says oh absolutely not I'm not going to do that no 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 no, no. we're just going to manage the houses not me I don't know anything about that don't know anything about holiday management anyway but anyway don't know about that and uh yeah six months later there we were advertising holiday lets and everything so another shift again yeah (laughs) and so that was like office moves, same uh, problems you had held. Funding was a nightmare to get oh, to get a new office God. and fit it out and all the rest of it. Yeah, but yeah. did all that, expanded it and thought, 
well, if I can get maybe 10 to 15 houses in our books that we, we can let and advertise, that'll be lovely. That'll keep us ticking over. And before I knew it, we were at 50 houses. And I was like, bloody hell, this is mental. Um, wow. So, yeah, we just grew. It just grew because, yeah. you know, it was the only one on the island. There was other competitors, but they were um, another off the island or, like, online. Yeah. But we were there yeah. in the heart of it. So we were very much about – I mean, I knew nothing about business. I knew nothing about marketing. And, of course, wow. it was a huge marketing piece in it because yeah. – it was, you know, you're you're selling these houses online, and you're selling holidays, and plus you need to sell your service to get people to put their houses with you. Yeah. yeah. So, um, shop moment here. Yeah. This is where I discovered that. Um, do you know what? I'm just going to get really good with working with people, build amazing relationships with them because I don't really know how to do marketing. So I'm just going to be, I'm just going <laughs> to be me and get to know is, people. Though, isn't and it? that's you what know? did it. Yeah. That is 100% what did it. And, you know, my competitors obviously didn't, didn't like it. Um, and they used to try and steal them from me and send them letters with undercutting my rates and offering all these, you know, great price reductions and freebies. And they never jumped no. because there's no relationship with them. Yeah, so yeah. I was like, well, you know, you've got the big marketing teams, you've got all the marketing money behind you and all the mm-hmm. fancy schmancy stuff i've none of that no. but i've just got me and i'm really yeah. nice and i like to work with you and build a relationship oh. with you and that worked so and it's so what, true yeah you know, people, absolutely people buy mm-hmm. into people and if you've got yeah. that relationship it's that's mm-hmm. half the battle isn't it and it's kind oh, absolutely comes down to the no trust like factor and they mm-hmm. will mm-hmm. they will stick with people that they like yeah. so well totally, you totally um, so yeah, so we just did that. We grew it and we grew it, and then seven years later, we were approached by another company to buy it. That was never in the books. That was never the no, plan. Never had an exit like everything plan. else. Um, never the plan. And yeah, we decided after a year we would sell it because it seemed like the right thing to do at the time. Mm-hmm. That was fine. And worked for them for another three years. Things changed. Part of the business got sold, and somebody else owned it. Then mm-hmm. it just wasn't for me anymore. It was time to go because it was all going in a different direction from what we built what up on how we did it up. so yeah yeah that was fair enough it was time to go so I left and I was a bit like oh, I need to get out oh, what am I gonna do <laughs> oh I know I'll be a consultant for holiday homes because that's what I know I yeah, I know yeah. property cue another shot like Helen I know this I've got all this knowledge and all this experience in the world of holiday home management and holiday lets I will help people set them up um but yeah it just it never really sparked in me fully mm. And that's where I moved into the coaching world because I kind of had, I think I just needed to let go of that industry. It was t- yeah, time to let go. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I wonder it if that was go. it because because you'd been in it so long mm-hmm. that actually it's like, you know, it's like, what else can I do now? Can I yeah. do something else for myself? And I, exactly. I, I, I do still miss having the relationships with people from like the property and and my retail business mm. but going back into that now I'm like mm, no. I couldn't and it's funny because obviously here here on the island there's obviously it's a small place so I always I do bump into owners who were my my, my oh, clients right. obviously and some there are a couple that do actually live here who I do see quite regularly but I you know I'd bump into other ones and they'll always say oh Jane would you, would you not set back again would yeah. you just not come and do it again I see the thought of that. I'm like, <laughs> absolutely no. no. I feel I've been there, done it. You know, yeah. I and I love when I did it. it. Was great. We did it. We did it well. We were successful. And mm. but I, it's you know, it, it's all consuming as well. Yeah, it's yeah. All consuming. Sometimes but, you just think, do you know what? I'm going to take the wins. I'm going to take yeah. what I've done. Leave on mm. a leave on a higher search, and actually, yeah, yeah let's move on. And that's what we did. So, so what? Moved what on. is it? Yeah. Tell everyone what you do now. You do so fantastic. So now, um, having done consultancy and then well, I'll coach in sort of 
helping people in women in business because obviously that's what I'd done. And then I went into visibility coaching because I realized that actually since starting to come off from a bricks and mortar business into an online business, cue the shots, folks, <laughs> um, straight away, I was like, oh, my God, I haven't got a clue about the online world. And now I've got to get visible. So I went on a huge journey of just yeah, the whole yeah. putting my face out there, speaking about myself, talking about me, doing videos, doing lives, doing reels and all yeah. that stuff that comes with it. I knew nothing about had to learn. And I realized, actually, I bloody love it. I yeah. love that whole part of it. Mm. So that's why I decided to actually focus on the visibility side to help people yeah. in their business rather than the business in general. Exactly. And it all comes in. It's all part of it, isn't it? The whole visibility part is part of growing your business if it's oh, an online business. Absolutely. But that's why I focus on that bit. And yeah. I think I've just seen so many people over the last 18 months who have such a fear of being visible and such a fear to put their face out there. I'm like, yeah. it can, it can, it's all can be overcome. It can all be oh, overcome because I've done it. Yeah. You know, so that's why I now love to help people to actually overcome that fear now. And when you yeah. say you, you've overcome it then, what do you think were the your challenges then of, of coming from what you did with the property you know fantastic there to be able to someone to buy you out and, and move mm-hmm. on to doing what you do now what have been your main challenges um I think there was that fear of like what's other what's everyone going to say about yeah. it what's everyone yeah. going to say because when I first went in to do the consultancy and the holiday letting side I had so many people in my um socials who were all people from the previous company and stuff and I thought oh my god they're going to yeah. say I'm doing this oh what are they going to say yeah. I had visions of them all sitting in the offices and the headquarters talking about me of course they wouldn't be because they've got better things to do with their time <laughs> <laughs> they're too busy they're a huge company they really time care, to sit there and talk they? about me yeah <laughs> like the little do. lady with that with the little Jane who sits on Aaron and now she's doing this but it does it hit, that's the first thing what's everyone going to say what if they say about me I expected emails and letters why are you doing this of course you're not going to do that for a sake but yeah, I love that you're expecting letters <laughs> Jane. <laughs> and they might have sent me a letter saying why are you doing this you shouldn't be doing this or something but of course they're not going to do that oh I love the fact oh. that people still send letters in Scotland oh do you know why? Is there no, no letter? No, no, no letters no in Wales. Nobody. Oh. No, 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 there's no, no. post. <laughs> I think it might have only been like a formal letter. But anyway, uh, okay, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you see, they're not at my email address, so they couldn't have emailed me. They'd have to well, send me a letter. Well, no, that's true. Um, that's true. But yeah, so it's just silly. I say silly things or not. They're things that you just think, oh, what are people going to say to me? And what if, I, what if I'm not good at this? And, yeah. you know, just putting yourself out there in a lie for the first time is scary. So it's, mm. you know, it was just that fear of, oh, what if nobody watches? And what if nobody does this? And what if this, do- it was all the what ifs. What if this doesn't happen? And what if people talk about me and ooh, that's um, it isn't it we always think yeah. of the negative what ifs and I just yeah. always like yeah try and reframe that to mm-hmm. what if it what if it does go well you yeah. know what if people really like you Let, let's look at it that way and that's taken yeah. a long time to get to that place don't get me oh, wrong gosh. just Absolutely. done it overnight yeah. but yeah but it's the and way you use your words can have a massive mm-hmm. impact on, oh, on gosh, how you yeah. feel in yourself oh. and in your business yeah and is there anything you well, would do differently mm-hmm. In this now, this business yeah, for now. Yeah. Um, well, I think, well, I'd say probably previously in my last business, what I would have done is step away from the everyday dilly ops quicker than I did. Yeah, because I got doing. pulled into you get pulled in so quickly and easily. Whereas I, I wish I'd stood back a lot more. Yeah, a lot yeah. quicker to focus on the business rather than the, oh, I'll go out and do that and I'll go and pull those bins in because that person, you know, you know, but you feel when you have a team and you have a great team, you want to help out and you feel you want to do. But it's, once again, you know, you learn from it, don't you? Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I think that was a big bit. I should have stepped back quicker on. Um, mm. 
But in this one, I'd say differently. I'd say probably be more, just trust more in myself yeah, in terms of what I'm, what I'm trying to tell people. Because for too long, I held myself back. Mm-hmm. Kind of just put my own message out there. You know, I was very sort of surface level rather than actually saying, do you know what? This is what I've been through. This is what happened to me. But this is what I've yeah. done about it. Because there's hundreds and thousands of people out there who can say, oh, actually, that's the yeah. same as me. Oh, I've done the same. But for so long, I was like, oh, no, I don't better not put that. Better not say that. Better not. I don't know why. Once again, it's a fear factor, isn't it? So, oh, yeah, it I just wish I put more trust in. Whereas now, any time I put posts out or messages, it's a much at a deeper level. It's more about me. And I talk about me. Yeah. In fact, actually, um, there was a girl last week said to me um, on a post I put out, she said, um, oh, wow, she says, thank you for sharing. I really needed to hear this today. And I thought, oh, do you know what? That's There's exactly one person, what I was going to say. Yeah. yeah. One person just needs to hear it. I thought, oh, thank you. know, that is so nice because some people might not comment on it. Some people might just see it yeah. and think that. But yeah. it's nice to actually see it and think, do you know what? I'm so glad I put that out because somebody needed is. to hear that yeah. message today. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times you you don't know who's actually listening or lurking in yeah. the background. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we we've talked about it as coaches it's you know your story is so worth worthy mm-hmm. sorry of being heard because yeah. that's the thing you do not know who needs to hear that today mm-hmm. tomorrow next week um yeah. so it is when you when you believe in you and your story enough to actually share it you'll be surprised how many people resonate resonate oh, with absolutely. it and, absolutely and i really resonated with the whole visibility thing um you know you said there jane because I mentioned it about, you know, Instagram or social media was just a place to have a bit of fun. And then when it becomes your life Mm -hmm. or such a big platform for your business and your life, you've got to really change the way you think about it. Um, So it is, it's it's being more vulnerable to actually Mm -hmm. put yourself out there. And then when you do Mm -hmm. and you allow that kind of good energy and the the vulnerability to come out, it's it's surprising what what comes your way. Um, You know, know. and, and... it's, I think it's really important for the 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 listener, our listeners, to know how we became, <laughs> you know, to do this podcast as we as we said at the beginning, you know, a Welsh leek and a very very generosity, you know, of our nations, but a, a leek and a potato came together. Um, you know, we we both know a wonderful lady called Andrea who who brought us together really in yeah. You know, we've both done um, personal development and self mastery work with Andrea mm-hmm. and. And um, I coach for now in, in one of her containers. Mm-hmm. And you've done um, some amazing things with Anne. You've done your, your coaching accreditation with her. And yeah. you've, written a, you've written a book with Anne, which is, I know, is, is incredible. Yeah, by the way, Jane, you've forgotten you're, you're an amazing just, author as I well. I forgot I'm to like, say that I'm yeah, a best. I'm a best. Just like that in now. Yeah. Let me just pop that in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember we, we jumped on a call just because we were mm-hmm. both wanted to do a podcast yeah mm-hmm. and we were just having a chat weren't we about oh let's yeah, just we start we'll, a podcast we'll be accountability buddies won't we you yeah, do yours I'll it. do mine we'll be accountability yeah yeah, yeah. and I just I said it there and then on the call do you want to just do one together because it's so much easier and like, oh, yes. you just said straight away yeah um Absolutely. and then it came from came from there wasn't it and, and, that, and that's um, it yeah and I just goes to show that such difference although such differences in businesses and everything we've had mm. a lot of similarities in our journey to yeah. that but we've ended up in the same place exactly and then the same place yeah there you go you and, and we've place. never met each other in real life yet no we haven't no we, haven't. we will do very soon in a couple of weeks very very soon. obviously yes. i'm you know in wales down south and jane's all the way on an island up, um, off scotland. scotland so um yeah. 
And that's we'll the, take that's lots the, of photos. We'll share yeah, lots of photos yeah. of us together. <laughs> For sure. But yeah. that is the beauty, though, isn't it, of being mm. in this online space. You get, I think, anyway, you get to meet a lot more people. Yeah. You know, when I think we've probably both coached or been with people that have been coached all across the world. Yeah. Um, you know, different time zones. And even though being on a computer all day is very, very different to being face-to-face yeah. with people. Absolutely. The opportunities that come through it are vast, aren't they? They're they're really vast. They are, absolutely. And this is a case of grabbing the opportunities and not being afraid Mm. of them and just go with it. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. You know, it doesn't matter. So, but just grab them and try. You just don't know until you try. So, and that's it, you know. Every, um, we used to have a saying when we were in Tigo was nothing was a challenge, it's always an opportunity. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I do stick to that even to this day because. I think it's challenging but if you look at it in a different way that it's an opportunity for you to grow or for you to change um to pivot whatever yeah um it's just you know focusing on that positive mindset isn't it as well oh definitely 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 so yes so there we go hopefully everyone's learned a little bit about us and where we've come through and maybe somebody out there can actually resonate with our journey and probably thinks do you know what oh my god i've done something quite similar we've done all the same things um so, and yes, there's, there's uh, loads we haven't touched on. That's like a oh, very, very yeah. quick whistle-stop yeah. tour yes. of us. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I'm really, really pleased that our paths have crossed and super yeah. excited to get everyone to listen to the wonderful guests that we've got on their journeys as well. They are. Um, and there's some wonderful women coming on, amazing yeah. women. And also different. So all different. So different, which is brilliant. Yeah, yeah it's such yeah. different industries, isn't that? You know, it's, um, but it goes to show, though, I think, even though everyone's in different industries ultimately everyone is is being a fabulous female in whatever they're doing um you know juggling balancing avoiding Mm -hmm. the burnout as much as they can but actually just being themselves as well yeah i think it's one of the big parts isn't it being yourself yeah Mm -hmm. and hopefully that will come across in in the rest of the episodes as well just being themselves yeah well, I hope everyone enjoys our episodes. All oh, lots of great stuff to come. Yeah. And I can't wait till Helen and I come back and do another chat together with you all. <laughs> Wonder what it'll be next time. Wonder what. Mm, keep listening oh. to find out. Thanks, Jane. Thank you. We end every episode with a top tip for you. And today's top tip is progress over perfection. And our leaving message to you is always... Remember to do the one thing that makes you feel fabulous.